Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast, episode number three. In this episode, the moms talk about the recent eclipse, finding unexpected learning opportunities, Charlotte Mason education, the fear of not being good enough for homeschooling, and Becky reviews the real Science Odyssey series. <laughs> Mom, where's my math Honey, where's my glasses? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Where are my shoes? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're, we're the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So Becky, how'd your week go this week? Actually, it um, was kind of stressful. Um, we uh, had to check out of our um, charter school this week, mm-hmm. uh, which means that we had to gather up everything that we've checked out, which, as you probably know, it gets uh, spread out throughout the entire house. Yeah. You're going to find science equipment in the bedroom and books on every shelf. And um, so it was a lot of um, hide and seek trying to find all of, or it's oh, more sure. like a treasure hunt, maybe trying to find all of the stuff that we had checked out. And getting it all loaded up. When we finally got it all loaded up, it was two full laundry baskets. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite a bit. So, um, and then, you know, we had to do all of our final paperwork and everything and, and get everything ready for um, the final grades for the children and everything. Mm-hmm. Plus, because we were leaving the charter school for good, um, we had to do the the exit paperwork and everything. So, um, and it was kind of tough because, you know, we've been with this charter for five years now and I've gotten to know the teachers down there and really like them. And I'm not leaving because of the teachers. I mean, the teachers and the staff are fantastic. It's just some changes in the the way they run things that really uh, prompted me to leave. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was difficult because there was a lot of emotion involved with, with checking out. And thankfully... Um, I forgot to give back a math book. And so what I'm going to do is the kids and I are going to bake some cupcakes and um, take them down And uh, when we bring the math book back so that we can say goodbye to everybody properly as opposed to just like the hurry up, rush, rush, check everything in, stack oh, everything nice. and everything. Yeah. So we'll have a few extra minutes with them. And it, I think it's worth the drive down to Kingsburg to be able to have that closure. Sure. And to say goodbye to all of our teachers that we've known for such a long time. Right, right. Because that's the excellent thing about, I'm not sure about Eleanor Roosevelt, but our school, um, you have the same teacher as you go through. You don't change teachers from year to year. Right. Yeah, they do that too. Yeah. So uh, we did have to change teachers. um, Well, we've changed teachers twice now, but we had the same teacher for the first three years and then a new teacher for the next two and then a new teacher for this last semester. Oh, so you did change. (laughs) We did, but but it's because our first teacher retired. Oh, I see. And then our second teacher, they got new students in, and she took all of her, all of her families that were independent enough to be able to move to a new untrained teacher. You know, does that mm-hmm. make sense? They they already know what they're doing, so they don't need as much help. She right. moved us to a, a new teacher, but she still was actively involved. She would come to the meetings, and she would, uh, you know, we worked with her still. She was uh, the teacher for Jackson Richmond class, Fish and Frogs. So we still got to see her all the time it's just we turned our paperwork into a different teacher for the last semester oh i see so we really got to know you know these people really quite well and um i'm gonna miss them so i want to be able to go down and say goodbye and bring them some delicious cupcakes so the kids picked out strawberry cupcakes with vanilla frosting and pastel stars oh fun yeah so that should be fun so it's science we're gonna bake (laughs) 
<laughs> and then we're going to bring it down. There you go. So that was the biggest part of our week. But also, as most of our listeners probably know, there was an eclipse on right. Sunday. And um, did you get to see the eclipse? I did not. I had a migraine that day. So <sighs> I, um, my husband went out to take his mother out for a movie for belated Mother's Day and texted me, hey, there's an eclipse. I'm like, yeah, I'm well aware of it. And I didn't plan ahead for it. And my head is pounding too much. So I'm not doing anything for it. Because <laughs> I started scrounging around. And I'm like, well, let me Google and see what we can do. And then I'm like, no, it's too much work. My head hurts. We'll just skip it. There'll be other eclipses. <laughs> well, so. I was lucky. Um, I had um, my oldest and his girlfriend here for a barbecue already. And so um, we just made um, pinhole viewers out of whatever we found around the house. So mm-hmm. I made one out of a Quaker oats lid, um, you know, the, the round right. oatmeal lid. Um, yeah. Danielle made one out of a Netflix wrapper. Uh, Dean, my husband, made one out of a piece of folded up foil. Oh, funny. Yeah, and, and we just made all of these random pinhole viewers and went running outside where we ran into uh, the neighbor Brooke, which was really nice. <laughs> and um, we just all experimented with our different, you know, making the holes different sizes and that kind of thing. And we really got to have some really good views of the eclipse. Now, it wasn't a complete eclipse, so it wasn't as dramatic as it could right. have been. But it was still really, really a lot of fun and a really good learning experience. And got to learn about pinhole viewers, which there was you nice. Go. And um, what was really the awesomest thing, though, that, that I think we discovered was right out in front of our house, right by where I parked my van, there's a tree. And there was enough uh, sunlight coming through the tree that it actually made every little spot in the tree that was small enough where light could come through into a mini pinhole viewer. Oh, wow. So there were whole sections of my sidewalk and the front of my house and my stairs that were covered with the eclipse. Oh, how funny. I think I saw that picture on your Facebook page. It, it was excellent. It was, it, was, it was so awesome. And like when you were holding your pinhole viewer, if you held your hand in such a way, you could make another pinhole viewer out of your hand, you know, out of wow. the, the spaces between your fingers. I had no idea about that. Like uh, I've done pinhole viewers before. Um, I remember, in fact, um, being a kid and being at uh, the uh, Exploratorium in San mm-hmm. Francisco when there was an eclipse. And... Um, it was planned. It was a um, gifted and talented education program class that I went to. Mm-hmm. And it was all this big thing about the eclipse. And, and I don't remember them ever saying that this was even a possibility, you know. And so that was really super exciting to find out um, and, and really super fun to play with, you know, exactly how small of a hole do you need to make to, in order for it to work. And so that was a lot of fun. And then, you know, we came in and we had steak and it had a really yeah. excellent barbecue. And the kids <laughs> played Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> I know, right? That's what always happens when the big kids come over. That's their favorite thing to do is play Minecraft. So <laughs> so that was pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I wish I had planned ahead for that, but I have no knowledge of what to do for an eclipse, and I had planned on researching it, and I just slipped. It slipped my mind. I just completely forgot until I was already smack in the middle of a migraine, and then I'm like, oh, dang it. <laughs> well, thankfully, oh, well. there'll be more of them. So. Yes, there will. You'll, you'll we'll get the them. next one. There you go. And and pinhole viewers, super easy. Take anything flat, punch a hole in it. The smaller the hole, the more And then you're looking you at what's shining through it, right? You're not Correct. actually looking. I know yeah, you don't look you at don't the look sun because that would be bad. You right. actually, what we did was I just happened to have a half a piece of poster board left over from making vision boards. Mm-hmm. And um, so we propped the half the piece of um, poster board up 
and um, then put our pinhole viewer between the sun and the poster board so that the sun shone through the hole and onto mm-hmm. the poster board. Huh. And, and that's that where you got really the well. little sickle kind of shaped yes. little thumbnail moon. Yeah. And we got to watch it change as it went, you know, went through the cycle and everything. We never right. got the, I guess we weren't quite lined up to see it so that it, there was the shadow in the middle with the, the sun all the way around it. We weren't oh, lined up right. for that. It well, I read somewhere that it didn't happen. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that. I, I, well, I don't know if that's true or not, but it seems like I saw something on Facebook where it said the, what do they call it? The ring of fire didn't happen or something like that. Well, I knew it wasn't a full-on eclipse, but yeah. but maybe, I don't know. But we did get some great views of it as a, a crescent, so, which was kind of awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. And then also this week, um, Dean's schedule changed. Um, we've been really lucky that Dean uh, works four days a week and he's off three days a week. Mm-hmm. So we, we get lots of good time with Daddy. And um, he's been off uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, which is nice, three-day weekends. But um, his schedule changed now, so he's off on Wednesdays. And instead so, of Fridays. Instead of Fridays, gotcha. yeah. So we're going to have Daddy home. Um, usually we take we we had been taking Fridays off of lessons mm-hmm. so that we could spend time with daddy. But um, he's really been wanting to help out more with lessons and, and with the, the whole schooling thing. So I think maybe we will pick up um, lessons on Wednesdays or instead of taking Wednesdays off, we'll, we'll save um, schooling on Wednesdays so that daddy can have time with them too to work on stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's kind of nice to have that midweek break. So he works two days, off one day, works two days. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, and then he's off two days. So it's kind of a nice break in the middle of the week. That's good. Yeah, Sounds so like we... a good week. Yeah, we shall see how that goes. It, we just went through our first week of it, and it, it, it was not bad. Awesome. Yeah. And you're done with your official homeschooling yes. for the year anyway. Yes, we are all done for the, uh, officially, yes, but we will keep going because um, we use uh, the Moving Beyond the Page curriculum, Mm -hmm. and it's broken up into concepts, and we are just now three quarters of the way through concept three, so we still have that, and then we have concept four to finish, and um, the kids enjoy it, uh, or Danielle enjoys it, so I think we'll continue over the summer and finish that up, and of course we'll do math because... You take two days off of math and they forget how to divide. Right. Yeah. We're in the same position with math. I'm I'm taking the summer off because I need a break and I need to recoup and reorganize re, um, what I want to do for the coming school year um, in September. And um, But we haven't finished our math books. And actually, I'm still trying to catch Maven up. She's not where I want her to be yet. So from the years that I wasn't at Eleanor Roosevelt, um, she... I didn't do as much math with her as I would have liked. We did lots of reading. It's not like we didn't do anything because we did lots. I mean, heck, she learned how to read during that time, so I did plenty. That's important. Yes. So, but, um, but yeah, math I was kind of lax on, so I'm catching her up now. I don't really care about getting her up to her actual grade level, but I'd like, I said, I'd be okay with one grade behind. That's fine with me, but. um, That's not bad. No, especially since I don't agree with where the schools have kids. So that for me personally, that's fine with me. I just have to remind myself of that. Every once in a while I fall back onto that whole, 
um, you know, thinking of the public school as the model of education, um, which is kind of, I think, the default in all of us who were raised in public school. It's kind of the default in our head. Right, and I still have right. to kind of fight against that when I when I go, oh no, she's not doing whatever. <laughs> Wait, no, remember you don't agree with that. Oh yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> I had to remind myself of that. Like, remember you don't agree with that. Why are you freaking out about that? Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. But yeah, I need to um, continue math because I want to get her caught up and uh, a little bit more caught up, not fully, but, and, um, and then I'm taking every other subject off except for, you know, unschooling. (laughs) They'll learn because the world is there. And that always goes on. Always. I don't don't think we could stop doing that even if we wanted. And it's nice because I don't have to do anything. It's completely inspired by them, which actually leads me to what happened this week with us, um, well, just actually, I'll just say what just happened like minutes ago. <laughs> My kids are into Risk now. All of a sudden, this game Risk, this board game, Tyrion for some reason wanted to pull it out, and um, was looking at it. And they decided to make up their own rules. And just before I shoot them out of the room, they had made up all their own rules and and were like taking over the world and <laughs> I'm going to take Greenland now and like I'm like oh my gosh I'm writing this down because <laughs> we're still <laughs> we're still tracking until June 1st we're still tracking what we're doing academically and I'm like so putting this down for geography cuz they're dealing cards out and going Where's East Africa? Oh, okay. I'm going to take East Africa. And it's yeah, like, holy cow. They don't know the official rules of risk because daddy's not taking the time to sit down with them. Although I, it seems like a complicated game, but it I don't know. It is a really complicated game. That's why when you said your kids were playing risk, I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. I can barely play risk. And yeah, I don't definitely remember. strategy is not on the, no. on the board when I'm playing. Oh, no, no. Yeah, so yeah, they wouldn't be able to figure out. Um, probably the actual official rules of risk, but but yeah, they t- they're taking over the world and <laughs> learning yeah. where where things are because that's actually what a really big thing on my list is to make sure that my kids know where things are in the world. My kids are not going to be uh, <laughs> trapped by Jay Leno someday asking them where <laughs> Holland is <laughs> and not know where the country of Holland is, you know, <laughs> so, and that it's also called the Netherlands and that the people are Dutch. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, that's like a big thing for me is I want to make sure they know where the world. is where things in the world are so that's good that's yeah good. and actually i just look at it, making segues without even realizing it. <laughs> we're speaking of holland um <laughs> just <Dutch people. laughs> i know i didn't even plan that um <laughs> that was a fantastic segue i, I know say. i know um we were still reading the history of us by uh joy hakeem mm-hmm. and um trying to get through the second book although i don't think we're going to finish it in the next what is it a week and a half before we have to oh not even a week and a half it's like a week yeah before we have to turn everything back in because we still have to go down and do that for ours too um for our charter um uh they the subject of holland came up and actually it was like a little sidebar thing where they mentioned the story of the little boy putting his finger in the dike to save the country from the flood and and my kids had no idea what that was and I'm like all right let's go look it up because I and they mentioned I think it mentioned yeah it did in the in the little sidebar I remember it mentioned that it was found in 
Hans Brinker or the Silver Skates. And I'm like, I have that book. I've had it since I was a little kid and I never read it. It's this, and the version that I have is, is a big, it's one of those large copy books. It's a hardcover large one with pictures. And it has in the sidebars, it has definitions of a lot of the words that they say, like explaining what a dike is, explaining what this, that, and the other thing. So I'm like, this is great. So I pulled it out and we dug in there first to find the story of the little boy. And it's actually called The Hero of Harlem, um, which is not spelled like our New York Harlem. It's it's got it's H A R L A A M if anybody wants to Google that. Oh okay. They could probably find the story online somewhere. Um cute little story and the thing with this book though is that which I learned from reading that story and then going back to the beginning again is this this book, Hans Brinker, is all about Holland in the I believe it's the seventeen hundreds or the I think seven, or maybe 1800s. I'm not sure. I have to look that up. But don't quote me on that. But it's, it's you know, not current. <laughs> Obviously, it's an old book. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's 1800s. And um, so we started reading it, which I'm, like, fascinated. Like, they're talking all about Dutch culture. And then we got this whole discussion about Netherlands versus Holland versus the people are called Dutch. And so just this little rabbit trail that we made um, from a little sidebar in the history of us and now we're all into Holland and my kids are actually interested in it and like okay let's learn some more about this so I went googling and I found a video um, on the dikes in Holland extreme engineering have you heard of this show I think so because I think actually um, we do have Netflix and those kinds of things and I think I actually have seen it on one of those right well, I, I found the show via, actually it was a search on um, Discovery Education's website because through our charter we get a membership to Discovery Education. So I, I searched in there and I, uh, for Holland, for a video on Holland, and I found this extreme engineering show. And it's all, well, the, there's multiple episodes, obviously. There's like four seasons of it I found on Netflix. Um, one episode happens to be about the dikes in Holland. So we haven't watched it yet because I said I want to watch it with you because I'm fascinated <laughs> by Holland now. I'm like totally over the moon about, oh my gosh, we're learning about Holland. And I've been to Holland. I've been to Amsterdam. And I never noticed a lot of this stuff because I didn't know the back, you know, I didn't know the story of keeping the ocean out and that they're, the whole country is below sea level. Mm-hmm. And all that, like, this was totally new to me. This is, you know product of public school here I didn't know this so so it's fascinating to me and I'm hoping my excitement is is helping my kids but um uh so yeah last night they started watching extreme engineering on Netflix one of the other episodes and um are totally into it it's so much like Nova and they love Nova Nova's like that in fact it almost sounds like the same guy narrating it um and they love Nova and they love shows like Nova and nature and and Mm -hmm. um how how it how things are made how how it how it's made how it's made I always forget what the title oh, is oh we how love it's made. how it's made they love that show too oh my gosh they've seen like almost every episode and yeah so they love these kind of shows and I was hoping it wasn't like a dull dry documentary and it turned out to be so fabulous so they're all excited wanting to watch more so that Fun. was very exciting that was like um I don't know I was like so excited this week over that I'm like wow we can keep going with this and keep reading we're still reading Hans Brinker which is a really cute story and very well written and actually makes me laugh out loud more than once nice. <laughs> so far we're only like three chapters in I think um it's cute it's very cute and old old English um you know old style of of writing and um 
so they're learning some words that they didn't know and all about this culture and it's fascinating so that was a huge accomplishment this week getting into holland and that is awesome yeah very exciting so and i uh just to follow up from last week i had a migraine free week yay Yay. well week weekdays i should say (laughs) so sunday obviously i mentioned i had a migraine but it didn't affect my our schoolwork during the week so that was good so and um the iphone problem that i mentioned last week is no longer a problem I'm uh, I'm very happy to say that the 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 um app that I put on my phone which by the way is iGame Timer 2 um and you can find the link to that in the show notes again it's in the last show notes and it will be in this one too um it is fabulous and it has solved my problem of children fighting over getting my phone because unlike Becky who doesn't let her kids use the phone I actually am okay with my kids using my phone so I really <laughs> wanted to find a way to to not um, fight with them over it. And I'll sh- actually, I didn't really want them on it as long as they had been on it, too. So this has solved that. They have to earn time. So, But I talked about that last week, so I won't go into details about that again. But it's working great. Problem solved. Yay. Nobody's fighting me anymore. Yay! That's excellent. <laughs> so let's see what else happened this week. Um, my mom came over at one point. Um, this happens fairly regularly with my family living here in town, which I actually really like, as she just kind of dropped by and... Um, found clothes for my kids and dropped by and then we ended up going out to lunch with her and going to the park which completely threw off the whole day mm-hmm. but you know this is being flexible and uh so we didn't ha- we hadn't accomplished any schoolwork at all so i was like oh well okay well that's all right we'll get to it <laughs> exactly <laughs> so threw off the whole day but that was it was it was just kind of reminding me how i need to be flexible and you know time with nana is more important than sitting down and doing math so so we went I out agree. and uh and we we had a good time we had a really good time and the weather was beautiful this week has been gorgeous it has it's the been weather. super nice i've had my doors open yeah. almost every day this week yeah we gotta really enjoy it while we can because the heat is coming it is Ugh. yeah as last the week before was evidence of but yes because fresno is hot in the summertime so we won't be venturing outside very much pretty soon so so yeah enjoyed it spent two days at the park actually because that day and then we had another day with my my friend our friends we have there's five families that we always we regularly go out and um our kids all play and the moms all talk and play <laughs> so nice. um yeah we have a really good we had a really good time so it was a good week we got you know it's still we're at the end of the school year here so we're really only lightly doing schoolwork but we got enough done i think that that i feel like we accomplished enough to um satisfy the charter school i hope we'll find out <laughs> well, what are they gonna do now i mean i know that's what i was gonna say i was like what are they gonna say like uh <laughs> go back and do more over the summer uh, what <laughs> i mean what are they gonna say so no but we still i i wanted to make sure that we had something to be able to show because that's actually one of the biggest reasons why i started doing the charter school is because knowing that i have to go report to somebody and show them what we've done i get yeah. embarrassed if i don't have enough so i make sure that we have enough so and i've never had a problem every single time even on the weeks that I think we didn't do much. They've never, our our um, ed coordinator has never said that we weren't doing enough. So apparently, my idea of enough is more than what um, I thought theirs would be. So I have that <laughs> same thing every yeah. month before my meeting. I get all anxious and I think, oh, we didn't do enough. We didn't do enough. And then I get there, and the teacher's like, wow, you guys have been doing some really great stuff. And then, wow, <laughs> you guys, wow, you got really far in your science and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like looking at her like. 
really? <laughs> I'm thinking, not enough, not enough all the time. <laughs> oh, I know. Me too. Me too. Totally. But um, and then that's that's kind of uh, recently, just in the last week or two, I've been thinking more and more about how I want to get more organized and talking to you about planners and such and planning and how you do it and how I do it. And it just has got me thinking, thinking, thinking so much lately about how I really want to get organized for the next school year. And so I've been doing a lot of research and going back to stuff that I've already started and finding all this really cool stuff that I had started that I just had forgotten about that I'm going, oh, why didn't I follow through on this? <laughs> you know? This was a great idea. I know. So, and I went back and I decided I needed to get a just a really loose routine for the kids. Um, and so I printed out a, a cute little schedule for Tieran with pictures, although he's able to read all the words on the schedule now. Um, but the <laughs> pictures just make it cuter. Um, and I'm going to do the same for him. Maybe I haven't done it yet. to see if there's anything that needs tweaking on hers. But um, just feeling much more organized because I'm slowly getting to the point where I'm getting things together. It's not all together yet. I still have a long ways to go. But um, feeling much better about um, moving forward and um, getting fired up about being organized again yeah that's what it takes for me i can't i can't do it unless i'm fired up about it and when i'm fired up you can't stop me exactly <laughs> so i'm slowly starting to feel that fire burning again which is really exciting because when i don't have that i'm just like oh i suck <laughs> 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 so that was really exciting so um and it's brought me back to charlotte mason which is an educational philosophy that i have been really excited about for quite a while and um kind of fell off the wagon with that too so there's a um well i guess i should mention what charlotte mason is first charlotte mason was a a woman in the she lived in the late 1800s i think she died in 1923 and um she's british and it was a philosophy i won't go into major details because you can read all about her on my website actually on homeschoolrealm.com if you look in the left navigation down near the bottom of the list of the left um, there's a whole section on secular Charlotte Mason because Charlotte Mason is usually associated with a very Christian education and um, we don't subscribe to that. So we are using a modified version of Charlotte Mason, which actually works really, really well. Um, she's just got so many neat things about her philosophy that just calls to me. So she, the biggest thing being living books. She she talks about instead of using textbooks, um, which tend to be not as interesting and um, dry and not as, I don't know, inspiring to kids, to use living books. So instead of going out and reading, you know, a textbook on a subject, you'll go find a, like a biography on somebody uh-huh. um, uh, that wrote about that time that you're learning about or um, that subject that you're that you are wanting to learn more about. So she's associated with nature journals. She's really big on nature Mm -hmm. journals and um, being, having kids be out in nature a lot and drawing pictures and experiencing the natural world. Very big on that, which I need to get back to too, because living in a city, it's not so easy to bring it into our lives all the time. But um, so anyway, those are the two of the biggies with her, but she also has got lots of, there's lots more to it than that. But um, I just really, really like this this philosophy so i'm doing a lot of research and rereading books that i um had read on the subject before to refresh my memory on it and figure out what direction i want to go with this in the coming school year mm-hmm. next school year planning ahead and i'm also going back to 
a book that I actually received as an ebook a long time ago and never actually picked it up. And it's by Penny Gardner, and it's called the Charlotte Mason Study Guide. Oh. Um, and she has a secular version of it, and that's what I have. And just started reading it again, and then got my highlighter, and I'm highlighting all the parts I want to remember and come back to. And so, Excellent. very excited. I'm all fired up about Charlotte Mason again. So you'll definitely be hearing more about Charlotte Mason in the future as I continue to dive into it further and Excellent. How, how far that takes us. So hopefully that'll be real fun endeavor for the new school year. Although we've always done the whole reading lots of good books part, but there's so much more to her philosophy that I really want to dive into. So, so that, that was where we ended up this week. Um, Sounds like we both had good weeks. Yeah, I think we did. I think we did. So let's see, we wanted to try answering some listener questions, and we finally have a listener question. And if any other listeners have questions, you're more than welcome to contact us, and um, we'll do our best to be able to answer your questions. And we'd love to have questions. Yes, and um, so we have a woman named Catherine who emailed me, and she wanted to know how to start homeschooling. And she says, I'm afraid that I can't do this, and I may not be a good teacher who knows everything to teach my child. So, do I you I think wanna... that's a common question, actually, yeah. a common concern. Right. No, I think it really is. A lot of people say that um, initially, and, and even in the midst of homeschooling, a lot of people are afraid that they're, they're not enough or they're not doing enough. As we just mentioned earlier, we're always afraid we're not doing enough. Yep. So, but um, the first point that, I, that came to my mind, though, is is that as a mom, you're, you've already been teaching your child. You've been mm-hmm. teaching your child since birth. Uh, even, even if you don't even realize that you're teaching your child. So you've been a teacher um, from four years. She has a four-year-old so mm-hmm. <laughs> already. So that hopefully that'll make you feel a little bit better. Um, and you don't have to know everything. In fact, nobody knows everything. Exactly. Not even the teachers in public schools know everything. No, and that's a really good point, really, um, because I think a lot of people think that if you go through the the credential program that you you have, you know, a, a, such a knowledge on every subject or whatever subject you study that you know. And as parents, we feel like if we haven't gone through the credential program, some of us, um, that we might not be able to live up to that. But that's not really true. There's a lot of stuff that they don't know either and well public school teachers don't know everything but what they do have is they do have access to a lot of resources right and um one of the things that when, when people tell me you know how how do you do this how, like how are you teaching her math and i said well i have this secret thing you want to hear what it is <laughs> yeah i know what it is it's called the teacher's manual <laughs> it's yes. amazing and most of your curriculums are going to come with something yes. that's specially for you as the teacher that teach or that tells you how to teach it. Right, right. And a lot of the homeschool curriculum comes scripted. Yeah. So that and really helps. You don't have to stick to that kind of thing like glue, but it definitely gives you, you know, the the tools that you need to be able to teach it to somebody else. Right. Right. And really, and one thing that you'll learn as you get more into this is you may not feel that your kid needs to know everything that public school kids know or, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe your kid needs to know stuff that they're not learning. Um, I think public school tends to be our all of our default um, 
that we all think we need to emulate um, initially, but it's really not. I mean, you can't, if that's what you want to do, you can, but you may find that as time goes on, you may end up having a different mindset. Like I've come to a mindset that's completely blown all of my ideas of education out of the water. The more Mm -hmm. I read about education and educational philosophies, the more I feel like my brain has just opened up to the world of possibilities (laughs) and that public school just has this narrow view. And one thing that is that I hear even public school teachers saying over and over again is that the public school, they, they, cover a mass amount of subjects in a very shallow um, at a very shallow level mm-hmm. because they're trying to do so much and they're trying to cram it all into and they think that you know they need to cram all this stuff into a limited amount of time and they keep bumping it earlier and earlier and earlier you know you got kids learning how to read in preschool now where you used to not even start that till like first grade you right, know? And right. it changes every year it's changing constantly and as a homeschooler you don't have if, that, if that's what you want to do that's fine but you don't have to. So the way that you're seeing things now could very well change. The more you read, the more you read. And th- really reading and l- talking to other people is really the way to get past that um, fear of what, you know, because your whole mindset may change. I mean, mine has completely, the more I've read, the more my mind is just, just completely blown away by all the possibilities because I've been reading up on, you know, Charlotte Mason, Reggio Emilia, Montessori, Waldorf. I mean, I've gone into tons of different educational philosophies and I'm like, why is none of this stuff in the public school? Why are all these different philosophies that all have little jewels of wisdom not pulled in there? It's it's just a completely different mindset. So, mm-hmm. you know, y- you just have to read a lot and... Um, and talk to people and you'll find as time goes on the more you know the less fear you'll have about it absolutely so i mean and i have tons of resources on my website homeschoolrealm.com as i learn things and as i think about things i blog about it i'm sure becky you probably have tons of stuff on your site as well uh yeah no not as much (laughs) not as Um, much (laughs) uh, my blog is more um you know to go off on a slight tangent here for a second my blog is more reporting what we do as opposed to why we do it oh okay yeah so if you want to go and look at you know kids doing science projects and things like that then my blog would be a good resource but really if you want the in-depth information and the and the breadth of information you're really going to want to look at your website because your website is far superior in that in that category (laughs) well thank you you're welcome (laughs) well i do a lot of thinking about these things right see and and up until this moment you know i I really haven't had to do a lot of thinking about those things because i had the charter school all i had to do was research curriculum and (laughs) i wouldn't even say that i have a specific you know method or you know thought process as far as what my style is Mm-hmm. So that may change this fall, and we shall see. Yeah, but yeah, well, as you as you get a chance to explore and do your own research, I mean, I it's just I love it. I this is how I I feel like I'm doing the best that I possibly can for my kids is that I'm constantly learning myself, mm-hmm. and they see me researching and reading, and so I think that's probably one of the best things that I'm doing for my kids is showing them that it's fun to learn because as I learn more things. I'm sharing it with them. I talk to them about it and stuff. So the biggest thing is just to read, 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 read. If you're not sure about something, Google it. And you can ask me, you can ask Becky, you can ask, uh, she's now been added. She's actually a local homeschooler. So she's now been added to our local homeschool Yahoo group. So she can ask questions there. And um, it's just give yourself some time to do the research and you'll Mm -hmm. feel much better, I think. Um, 
the more research that I did, the better I felt about what I was doing, and the more I realized that there isn't one way, and there isn't there isn't even one specific way that should be done in each family because each child is different. Exactly. And then the parents. I mean, there isn't one way that each every parent should do things because I'm not capable, probably, of the kind of. <laughs> organization that Becky is <laughs> I'll probably never be I'm trying to get organized but I don't think I'd ever be able to get to your level because <laughs> I'm just not that person and oh, there are things you. that work for you that don't that probably won't work for me and vice versa well, so, or even yeah. you know I'm sure there are ways that uh, um, I know when when Dean is helping out with the the lessons as opposed to me the mm-hmm. way Dean Right. Uh, teaches something or goes over something with the children is completely different than the right. way that I do it. And I look at him and I go, I didn't even think about it that way. Right, right. You know, because you learned it the way you learned it. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, he learned it the way he learned it. And so they have different ideas on how to teach things. And so even a husband and wife may not be able to, you know, agree. Well, not agree. I don't mean that. I mean, they may not teach it exactly the same way. But both sure. ways of teaching it are valid. And you know right. what I was going to say? really quick before I lose the train of thought there. Mm-hmm. One of the things that really helped me a lot with worrying about being enough, if, if I'm good enough to do this, mm-hmm. is meeting other homeschoolers. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, finding out that um, at least 90% of the other homeschoolers that I know are just like me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not, um, they're not geniuses. They're incredibly intelligent, but they're not, you know, like Albert Einstein or Will Hunting or something. I mean, they're not geniuses. They're not, they don't have PhDs. They, um, they, you know, put their pants on one leg at a time, just like I do. (laughs) And, um, they don't remember how to add fractions sometimes. And, you know, they misspell things. And that makes me feel a lot better. Oh, absolutely. They're just like me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And um and if you're really when you get to the point where you're um ready to when you're ready to start kindergarten, if you're still really feeling unsure, there's the option of the homeschool charter. Um and actually there are for people who are not local to us, um there's online chart they're not called charters are they they're called independent study programs i think i think they're they, yeah, home, I think like they're, kava kava's not a charter right no uh, kava and um that's california another. though still though i think but, but kava's all over the place it's oh, just it not is. called kava everywhere oh okay yeah mm-hmm. but it's the same thing they just call it something different i mean yeah, it's the same it's, organization it's like, yeah like if it was in illinois it'd be illinois um virtual academy as opposed to I california see. virtual academy and there's also like connections academy Mm-hmm. And um, a couple, there's at least a couple others, but those are the two big ones that I know of. The the insert your state virtual academy, okay, <laughs> and connections academy are the two right. big ones I'm aware of. Right, and there are a lot of people who really like those. Um, they're very structured. They're and, very structured. Yeah. I did that for I did that for a semester with Danielle when she was in kindergarten. We we went with Connections Academy, and um, I would never say anything bad about Connections Academy. They were fantastic, but it was it was too structured for me. Right, and, and that's what I've heard too from other people who've left. It was just too much, but. It's not necessarily a bad way to get started, and no, not at all, and get your feet wet and get your confidence. Yes, um, because you know what? I mean, you started off with it, so you can say you know you probably walked away from that realizing you could do, you could do some more of that yourself without having to be maybe quite so rigidly monitored. Right, right. <laughs> I suppose the, the nice thing about it. Um, I think for kindergarten, and this is just my opinion, of course, and uh, all views are just the opinions of us, Mm -hmm. um, that Connections was a little too 
um, structured and too rigid for kindergarten. Yes. But I think that if um, an older child, like even like now Danielle, would probably excel in that uh-huh. because you know there's set lessons for every day. You just check off the little box once you've done your right. lesson. A lot of them are online. They just sit in front of the computer and do their lessons. Yeah, yeah, and, I could see the benefit of that. And Danielle's a fantastic self-starter, and you know she gets in and, and gets her work done on her own with minimal help from me. You know, mm-hmm. just pointing her in a direction, oftentimes. And so um, something like that would be fantastic for her. So it, depending on the, the type of student you have, those online programs can be absolutely wonderful. Yeah, and now is there a charge for them? Or they- in some places there is, in some places there isn't. In the state of California, there is no charge. They're free. But yeah. some other states I've heard there is tuition. And the really cool thing about the charters is not only do they supply you with everything you need, in some places, in some states, they supply you with a computer to be able to oh, get right. online to do the program, which is kind of right. cool. Or the if charters or the independent study programs you're talking about? The online programs like yeah, Kava. Okay. And, you said and, charter and I was confused for oh, a second. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Just I clarifying. Use, I use charter for the, too many things. I know. <laughs> uh, and some of them even give you a, an internet access stipend. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard of, there are a lot of different programs. In fact, there's even a program in California that I've heard about, and somebody locally told me that they had looked into it, and we just don't have access to it here locally. I don't know if that one's officially a charter. That one might be officially a charter, because they get money for you being registered, just like the public schools get money for each student, and they give a portion of that back to you to be able to use on materials. And unfortunately, here locally, we in Fresno, we don't have access to that but you may wherever you are (laughs) you may be able to find a program like that i thought that sounded awesome yeah it does sound awesome especially since we don't get a tax break for this so no and curriculum is expensive i mean it really is if you (laughs) if you want to buy good quality curriculum although there is good quality curriculum that's free online too there's there's some just kind of depends on what you want well and and uh, once you get to know other homeschoolers there's the Mm. opportunity for swap and trade as well exactly yeah that's really awesome too so yeah, so hopefully we've answered Catherine's concern, at least initially answered. I'm sure she'll have lots more questions. Yep. And Catherine or anyone else, if you have any more questions about anything we just talked about, please feel free to, to contact us and we'll be more than happy to talk about it again because, as you can tell, it's something we enjoy talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. So, Becky, I think you had a uh, product that you were going to review today. I do. I wanted to talk to you guys today about um, Real Science Odyssey. This is the science curriculum that I use with Danielle. And just to give you a little bit of a background, Danielle loves science. She's very science-oriented. And um, I actually can use uh, science as a, a way to get her to do other things. I can use that as a carrot to get <laughs> her to handy. do her math. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> awesome. So we always save science for the last thing of the day because um, she will be more willing to do the other things in order to get that science that she wants to do. And so we found um, Real Science Odyssey, and real is R period, E period, A period, L period. It's an acronym, and it stands for Read, Explore, Absorb, and Learn Science. It's put out by Pandia Press. And the website will be on our um, page so that you can look it up yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, right now they have three level one books. The level one is for first through fifth grade. And we have done all three of them. Um, the first one is the life science. And then we have earth and space and then chemistry. And right, actually, we're almost finished with the chemistry book. We're like, we got like just a few um, lessons left and we'll be done with it. And I cannot say enough good things about this. Um, the, the, the way it's set up is you have your teacher's manual um, 
or you have the pages for the teacher, and then there are pages for the student. Each lesson is basically one page of reading. So right there, just one page of mm-hmm. reading for each lesson is fantastic. Right. So they have one page of le- reading, and then they have a lab. And the labs are always hands-on. It's always um, something interesting, but something that you already have the stuff in your house to do. Like, you don't have to go and hunt things down, you oh, know? that's nice. Yeah, it's super, super simple that way. And um, at the beginning of the book, there's a breakdown of all of the lessons and all of the stuff that you're going to need. So in case, you know, for some reason your family doesn't eat eggs, then you'll know next week you've got to go and buy eggs so you have it for this one right. lesson. Um, and the best part about it is that um, she enjoys it. She really, and even Jack, who, it, it's a little high level for him, but even Jack really enjoys getting involved in the labs and things with us. And yeah. it is absolutely fantastic. It's affordable. It's available either as a printed book or as an ebook. And you can get the printed book, and then you can get an ebook of just the student pages. So if you have more than one kid that's going to be using it, you can just print off as many pages as you need or as many many copies of the lessons as you need and still keep your book pristine with all of the pages intact so you don't have to right. rip pages out of it. Awesome. And um, I, I just, we really had so much fun with it. And, and the really important thing that I wanted to mention was I never took chemistry <laughs> uh, in high school. I, for some reason, I, I got through biology and then um, chemistry never came up. Um, I don't know if it's because I had taken something else. I don't really remember why. I know people did take chemistry because I remember hearing about it, but I never <laughs> took it. And um, so I am learning so much while going through the chemistry. So fun. But the book makes it easy for me to teach even if I don't know it already. Does that make uh-huh. sense? Yeah, and that's, that's a good thing. Back to Catherine's question right there. Yeah, it breaks <laughs> everything down for you. She reads over her lesson. And then on my page, there's scripted bits for me to say to go with the labs. Mm -hmm. And then the labs are super easy to set up and to do. And so I don't feel like I'm over my head, even in a subject that I don't know that much about. Yeah, that's awesome. There's a lot of really, really good resources out there nowadays. We are really lucky to be homeschooling in this age. Absolutely. There's there's almost too much. <laughs> it's overwhelming. There's I would agree. so much out there. I would there. agree that it, it's, it's, it, it can be very overwhelming, which is nice. Why it's nice to hear what other people are doing and, and yes. how they feel about it. Um, um, and I also want to mention that right now there is only the level one for the science. But um, hopefully, <laughs> knock on wood, before <laughs> fall, they'll have level two of the life science out. Um, because that's what we're going to need for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're going to have level two for Earth and Space and level two for chemistry. And I also believe they're supposed to be coming out with a physics book. Awesome. Yeah, so um, I am excited about all of the above. That sounds really cool. <laughs> so yeah. that's Real Science Odyssey from Pandia Press. And like I said, we'll have the links on the website. And I just can't say enough good things about it. Fabulous. Okay, well, and I wanted to share some podcasts that I really like. Um, Excellent. They're homeschool podcasts, and um, the first one is called The Wired Homeschool. And I've been listening to it for a little while now. I I think that he actually stopped doing it for a while, and then I stopped listening because it looked like he wasn't producing anymore. And then all of a sudden, he started producing again. So I'm all excited because he's actually been doing it regularly now. And the best thing 
uh, well, not the best thing. The second best thing. The best thing is that he's got fabulous resources on it. The second best thing is that they're short. <laughs> so, and I love, I don't have a problem with listening to hour-long podcasts. I listen to a lot of hour-long podcasts, but I love that I don't, if I, if I fall behind, his podcasts are usually less than 20 minutes. There are some that are a little bit longer, like he does interviews every once in a while, not not all the time, that go like half an hour, 40 minutes, I think. But usually his podcasts are like 15, 16 minutes. And, um, and he gives a great review of all kinds of technology to use in your homeschool. Um, he talks about iPad um, apps and iPhone apps and different software to use. And he's been doing this whole um, series on like internet safety and, um, you know, keeping your kids from viewing things that they shouldn't and just uh, just all kinds of great stuff so i highly recommend the wired homeschool and his website is thewiredhomeschool.com and you can find him on itunes and then the other podcast that i highly recommend is called the sociable homeschooler and um i've been listening to vivian she's the um host of that show um since well i didn't discover her when she first started but when I found her I went back and listened to all her episodes so I've listened to every episode of Vivian's show and I just love her I've actually become friends with her and she actually had me on the show once as a guest nice um and I really really like her now just a little heads up it it, Vivian is a religious homeschooler so if that's relevant to you in one way or the other there's a little information there her show in and of itself is not I would not call it a religious podcast she does have a little bit of um in the beginning, like the first two minutes or so where she um, reads scripture and talks about it. Um, But most of the time, the vast majority of her podcast does not contain religious content unless she has a guest that is religious and that it's relevant to what they're talking about or whatever. But for the most part, um, her podcast is, um, is does not contain a whole lot of religious content. And I really love it. She goes, she talks about her home, uh, when her kids were growing up, because all four of her kids, she homeschooled all four of her kids, and they're all grown now, and they're all in, off um, doing their own things. Mm-hmm. And um, she talks about, you know, what it was like when they were kids. She reads sections of a book that she's written on the subject. Um, she talks about her just daily living. She's British, living in Texas, <laughs> <laughs> married a Texan. She calls him her blue-eyed cowboy, talks about him all the time, uh, has this fabulous accent. Right now, she's actually living in England. Um, you can listen to the show to find out about that, but she's coming back again, I think, in August. Um, and uh, so, anyway, it's just, just fascinating. I just really like her, and she's just a neat person. I've actually, like I said, become friends with her, so I really like her a lot, and I like her show, so wanted to let you guys know it's the sociablehomeschooler.com and um, you can also find her on iTunes as well. So excellent. Yeah. Yeah, is it is it everything for our show today? I guess so. Wow. It is. We covered a lot of topics today. We really did. I and hope. if you missed anything, don't worry. It'll be there on the <laughs> show notes. <laughs> yep. If you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends about us. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Savvy Homeschool and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms. To leave a message on our voicemail um, with your questions or comments, you can call us at 559-426-6670. And as I mentioned, for links to any of the resources that we shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at www.savvyhomeschoolmoms.com. Yes, and you can also find Becky on the web at beckytatro.com, and I can be found on the web at homeschoolrealm.com. And if you're not
not sure of the spelling, you can find that on our About Us pages on SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. Excellent. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week. And come back and take another break with us next weekend. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. (laughs) This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast was brought to you by Powergrammo Skype Recorder, the perfect tool for Skype recording, podcasting, and online journalism and more. Visit them on the web at powergrammo.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-G-R-A-M-O dot com.